Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk heroes and video games, trailers, movies, comics, TV shows, superheroes, supervillains. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, chances are we're going to be talking about it. My name is Cody. And I'm Andy. And Cody, all of our fall TV shows... I'm so happy. Forget are, the PSLs. I don't need that fall PSL anymore. No, all of our fall TV shows are back, man, including... Our two most favorite TV shows, superhero TV shows. And so today on the podcast, Cody, we are talking about Heroes and Arrow Season 4 premiere. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't been caught up on Arrow or you haven't seen the, you know... Arrow Season 3 or you don't know what's going on in the show Arrow. Yeah. Here, there's a spoiler alert. Yeah. For the first time in the history of Heroes and, I think, we got it right up front like we're supposed to. <laughs> I, think, I think we finally did it right. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're talking about the premiere, you know, the first episode of season four, which is titled uh, Green Arrow. That's the name of the episode. So, let's just get right into it, Cody. What'd you think of it? I really enjoyed this episode of Arrow. I'll be honest. I was a little concerned going into it. Season three, I didn't think was as strong, you know, as, as it could have been. And so... I was concerned. I really liked that we see Oliver very well adjusted to the the home life, you know? The the American dream. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's running, you know, like I love the first shot. We see him running in a green hoodie and you think maybe it's a flashback, but no, he's just like, this is just Oliver. Morning morning jog. Morning jog. (laughs) Just morning jog, run through some woods right by the house, you know? Yeah. Secluded, like living that suburb life. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean... I mean, I think the biggest thing that you and me, a lot of us were concerned about was it was how were they going to come back after season three? I mean, honestly, you kind of said it. Season three wasn't their their best year. It wasn't their best season. Sure. I can argue that it did a lot for the show. They, they I agree. Like, I think I think they do a great job of exp- I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. no, you're good. You're they good. do a great job of expanding Team Arrow and really developing those in a way or those characters in a way. That hadn't been done yet, and that yeah. I think needed to be done. Yeah, as far as action, maybe story point goes, they I think they lose a little bit of Oliver time for that. Yeah, but you know the show, it's called Arrow, but it's about Team Arrow now as it's well. It's not about just Oliver. Yeah, and I think that's why, if you stop and you you think about season three, they did they did a lot. They did a lot to expand on the team to give them some some backstory, some growth, all of that. Thea, I mean, even. Even the Thea, whole, Laurel, yeah, all of them. Roy. Like that was my big. Looking back at season three, I know this isn't about season three, but they really did a lot to develop Thea, uh, and that was huge. So jumping into season four, I think the studio they were aware of that they that they had to almost re, regain our trust. If yeah. that, if I can I, say that, like it's not that they, serious. They know that the pressure is on. Yeah, there was a little bit of pressure there to deliver and, and to come back from that. So the premiere happened. You know, the first episode of the season four happened and i thought i really liked it man i i I actually caught it i didn't catch it when it aired i I caught it online later that night or the the next day i think but i really i really liked it a lot the whole like the beginning thing like i really i don't know personally there's a little there's a part of me that i think every hero deserves that that rest that rest yeah and so i think for me like and it kind of goes back to like the dark knight rises that's why i love that movie was because they you know bruce wayne he he can finally, you know, lay down the mantle. He finally did what he needed to do and, you know, his time was up. So we kind of get a little bit of that in this 
this episode where Oliver and Felicity, they're living the, you know, the American dream. They're doing what they, you know, enjoying each other's company. You know, they have a nice house. They're Felicity's making omelets. Yeah, which failing them. <laughs> which which I thought was awesome. I, I laughed a lot. <laughs> I really appreciated that that joke. I really like and I feel like that's that's one of the things I loved going in like in this premiere is we see that Oliver, like, not only is he happy, but he's making jokes. Yeah. I don't know or I like at least off the top of my head, I can't think of a of a joke that he's made. <laughs> In the previous three seasons, like yeah, that. he's not the he's not the funniest guy in the uh, DC TV universe. But we were able to see a little bit more of his his softer side, his you know comedic side, his humor you know shine in this episode a little bit more. I like that they were that they have like cheesy neighbor dinners. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's like, I gotta go pick up some stuff from the farmers market for yeah. brunch. <laughs> yeah, like I, <laughs> what the heck? You know, the arrow doesn't go to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> puts arrows in people yeah so i really i really enjoyed that that was really fun to see uh just to see what their life essentially could have been or you know f- you know because yeah quickly it, it turns and we go back back home and team arrow the rest Which, of the guys i love that i love that cut because oliver says he's like i'm i'm never gonna get tired of doing things that don't involve having people shoot at me or being shot at by yeah. people and then it cuts immediately to Team Arrow in being Starlight shot. in Star City, <laughs> yeah, being shot at. <laughs> it's just like that's exactly the life that he left, and so we go back to Star City now, and they're you know Team Arrow's doing their thing. There's some thugs. There's a robbery in place, and you know we get our first glimpse of we get not a glimpse because we fe- we see her in action, but we get our first look and uh, of Speedy. Mm-hmm. Of Thea, Thea, and it's great that they call her Speedy on the headset, and she's like, "That's not my name." I like, told you to call me Red Arrow, and then Diggle <laughs> says, "Red arrows are what you meet or what you see when you can't make a left turn." Exactly, <laughs> I love it. And so they, I mean, it was great. Like, so we see Thea; she's in this new mantle. She's pick up this and she, sidekick kind of a mantle now. And we see throughout the episode, she's really enjoying herself. Perhaps I think so too much, too much. Maybe I, I think it's um. Like, it's not before they go into that scene where she's beating up that guy, like, she goes too far with it. I think she's really enjoying the thrill of being, you know, a hero, you know? So, like, to me, like, that first opening scene is like, it's just a young kid. She's excited. She, um, she's thrilled that she gets to do this now. And so, I, you know, that was really cool to see that. Uh, we saw Canary, you know, do her thing, which I thought was now wielding two. Police yeah. baton. Yeah, like that was really like, sure. Why not? You know, like give, give her a second weapon. Like, but like I thought that was really cool. I I will ask Andy. I have a question for you. Now that we've seen Diggle's costume, uh, his his identity concealment in in action, what do you think of it? I still I still think it's kind of big. Like it doesn't like the I kind of helmets. Yeah, I think I think it just looks it's. It's not proportioned right to like the rest of his g- costume, which isn't really again a costume. It's just like his biker jacket. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the rest of his costume looks so sleek. Yeah, like, it, it looks so cool. And I think Matt mentioned it on our Fall TV episode, but it just—I think the rest of his costume looks really cool. And then to have like the helmet looks too bulky again. Like I kind of still stand by what I said with maybe if it was just a motorcycle helmet, yeah, I would be okay with it. Cause then it would go with a leather jacket and you know, like that, that kind of would make sense. But I still yeah. don't know how I feel about the helmet. man. Yeah. The combat, like everything else is like combat gear. And then all of a sudden you have this like super heavy duty 
helmet, which isn't, again, it's not like a motorcycle a helmet. And so it's kind of still weird. And I don't know. Hopefully we don't see too much of it because I think, I don't think it works, but maybe that's something planned on the road that will make it more practical or make maybe he's just going to get a green ring <laughs> maybe maybe so like that'd be yeah that'd be incredible um but so I, the helmet is kind of weird but again we go back to star city and we see team arrow they're doing their thing and they're getting their butts whooped to some degree especially now that there's this new gang in town that they just These can't ghost yeah they call them yeah they just can't um defeat them and they don't know exactly how to get a read on them and gauge them and all that stuff and find out their locations. And they're just, they're seriously not, they don't have their stuff together. And this new team, this new gang that's in town, the ghosts, like you said, Cody, they're just kind of doing what they're doing. And it's almost like child's play, you know, they're not dealing with the arrow anymore. And so it's kind of easy for them. what do you think? We kind of, we kind of realized that like, okay, things are a little bit different now because this new gang and then later on, we figure out that there's someone behind this new gang. And we realize, okay, this is who the big player, this, the new big bad, is going to be for season four. Cody, what do you think about the new the new big bad uh, of season four? Of uh, It's really, it's Damien. Realize it's, Damien Dark. Yeah. It, we realize that it's the same actor that's in Captain America in yeah, the it's, first, it's first Dumb Avenger. Dumb Dugan. Yeah, it's the first, uh, in the first Avenger. Um, so... It's kind of cool. He was in a Marvel movie. Now he's in right. the DC. He's he's crossed over. Yeah, Neil, he's, Neil McDonough is yeah. what we're talking about. And so he's uh, now in the DC TV show. What do you think of it, man? What's your first impression of the of the big? What seems to be? I I'm I think it's pretty obvious. This is going to be the big bad villain of season four. What do you think of him? I really like the scene where he, the first time, which is the first time we see him when he walks in to the city council meeting. Yeah. And they're like, this is a private yeah. meeting. He's like, good. I would prefer not to be interrupted. Yeah, dude. Uh, and there's like, he, all of his stuff in that scene is dialogue, but it does a good job to state that he wants, he wants the same things that Razal Ghul kind of wanted, but he's willing to take steps that maybe even Razal Ghul wouldn't have taken. Yeah. And then as far as like him being scary or powerful, anytime somebody can just touch a dude and kill him, like, that's when you know it's legit. Yeah. <laughs> and that, it was so gnarly, like, to, Go back to what you said, Cody, with that opening scene where he walks into that meeting of like all the city, you know, the not the mayor, but like the everyone who is functioning kind of like those, that group of people yeah. is functioning as the mayor. Yeah. So he walks into and he kind of like he lets everyone know right up front, like who he is. He's not trying to hide. He's not really he doesn't care that they know what he's trying to do. And that's that. And so if you have a problem with it, well. We might have poisoned your coffee. Yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. We realized Hang that. Like, yeah, we're going to, he takes them out if they have a problem with it. And so you kind of realize, oh crap, he now has the police essentially, it looks like, in, in his pocket. Like he has the right people in the city, at least at that point. It, okay, he's maybe pay them off or he has. Somehow he's got the right people. Yeah, and on his side, yeah. that he could or do whatever. Blackmailed, however. It yeah, is. that he can do whatever he wants now in the city, which is which is scary. You know, we're talking about supervillains and all that stuff. Let's talk about his powers a little bit. When Team Arrow sees that what he can do and all that stuff, all of them kind of freak out and they think, which is kind of cool, that they think he's a meta human. Mm-hmm. I know? liked that little flash nod. That yeah, was, that was there. I thought that was cool. Yeah, they it freaks them all out except for Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and to quote him, he says he's seen things, uh, and then he he tells the story about how Ra's al Ghul mentioned or talked about the other 
would be Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. uh, and that that individual was too extreme, yeah, uh, to be a member of the League of Shadows. And so we see that he has some type of mystical powers, is what is what Oliver calls them, and we see that it's very clearly powerful. I and mean, yeah. we see we see that with the touching the soldier to manipulate the movements of you know God is what he calls them essentially yeah. uh, to kill the guy. And that, like I said, that's kind of, like, for some reason, that's just terrifying. To me. <laughs> yes, I would agree. It's <laughs> like, very terrifying. Like he doesn't even need, like, in kind of just upping the, st- the stakes from Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Like, Ra's al Ghul, every time we saw him, he was always in, you know, armor or, you know, he's he always had, like, some type of, like, gear. Gear, not traditional. And then even, even when uh, we see him in Oliver fight, you know, in season three, he's like, I don't need swords. I'll take yours from you when you're done. He he still needs swords. Though. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he could kill Oliver with his bare hands. I don't doubt that. But not just by gently placing his hand on Oliver's chest. Which is, again, like you said, it was absolutely terrifying. I I buy the whole mystical thing. Like, to, to the extent I accept it in the world, in the TV um, universe yeah. of, of Arrow and The Flash and all that stuff. Like, it's believable. Like, I don't have a hard time buying that so do you have any issues like accepting that like maybe if they did that season one it would be too much too fast you know but yeah if they just jumped from from oliver fighting kind of street level thugs to that to this big supernatural mystical kind of villain like that's that would have been a bad call but now season four i think i think post you know razzle ghoul and the lazarus pit and seeing thea brought back from almost death and everything i think that I, I, it works. Mm-hmm. They what I feel like they've done throughout Arrow is in Arrow season one, like the bomb or you know the the weapon that was causing the undertaking. Yeah, it was ultimately a scientific machine, mm-hmm. and then we see that science kind of helped to make Slade. And you know, in season two, we see science makes Slade into this kind of superhuman. Yeah, and then running with that superhuman idea there in season three, we see. Barry becomes a metahuman. Yeah. He gets struck by lightning, becomes the Flash. And then from there, you know, we get we start crossing over to the mystical side with Rosal Ghoul and all that. So I think it works getting into the mystical the mystical powers. Yeah, I totally I believe it. I buy it. And I think again, credit to them and those writers and the production and you know, the producers, all that stuff. Like they paced themselves to get to a you know, this Damien Dark, like this guy now being the villain of a TV show and it's still believable, which I thought was really cool. Let's talk a little bit about, so the episode continues to play out. They bring him back. He's rocking the new gear, man. What'd you think? Was it- I, I freaking love the new suit, man. And- I thought it was so, I think it's so cool. And I think it is fitting of a more hopeful character, even just in, in its design in that it seems like the greens are brighter. A little bit, yeah. Then you know, then the the arrow costume. Mm-hmm. But we also just like the fact that is even that he has skin exposed. I feel like somehow that to me that translates that he's he's opening himself up. He's yeah. He's still he's still concealing his face and concealing his identity. But you know, people can see that. Oh yeah, there's a there's a man under that. You know, yeah. so it's kind of weird. I will say the the one thing I have to keep on reminding myself is like people thought that. That Roy, Roy was, was, was the arrow and that he died in prison. Yeah. That, like, it was, when I first watched it, I was like, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. The arrow is dead. Like, like not, with the whole time going into the season, I was thinking the arrow's dead, meaning Oliver's not being the arrow anymore. He's yeah. not acting as the arrow. 
But really, that's not the case. The arrow, as far as the world's concerned, is literally dead because Roy died. And, and reveal he he he, he reveals himself, himself as yeah. the arrow and then dies, you know, in yeah. prison. Which is not now I don't am I supposed to believe that the detective Lance I don't buys? think I don't think Lance ever bought Lance never bought that that Roy that was Roy was the arrow. Yeah. And Lance never I think Lance buys that all that Roy's dead. Yes. I think the only people that know that Roy's not dead is Thea and Team Arrow. And then, you know, Roy, of course. But it is a little hard for me to buy that, that Star that Star City is just willing to be like, Oh yeah, like you kinda sound like the arrow and you kinda look like the arrow, but you're not the arrow. The arrow died the arrow died. Yeah, like yeah, that's a little hard for me. That's a buy. little weird. So I was like, Okay, well, that's a little weird. I don't know if I can necessarily buy that, but um so the so the arrow excuse me, the episode plays on um, he's back. He's rocking new gear. We're, we're introduced to the villain, the big bad of of the season, and we get to the end of the episode. Right? They realize they realize. Okay, um, we have this this guy. He's supernatural. Uh, he's mystical. He's a he's a big deal. We're gonna have to really come together. Oliver decides to stay. Yeah, Oliver. Yeah, and for, to his surprise felicity's happy to be back like she yeah. was kind of digging she wasn't digging the you know that suburb life no, she's not. a city girl bro <laughs> you can take the city out of the girl Andy. yeah she can't take the girl or you can take the girl out of the city she can't take the city out of the girl there you go and so it's just funny like okay yeah she was really she really missed the thrill of being a superhero a part of the team like uh but anyways like that was you know that was surprise surprising and i i enjoy that they unpack that also side note before we get to the end in the big cliffhanger of the episode dun 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 yeah no the uh one thing that i thought was appropriate was diggle and oliver's relationship like the aftermath of season three and everyone seems to forgive oliver even his even diggle's wife and even yeah yeah diggle is very clearly still struggling with it yeah, and I just think like, okay, like, would I would I be in the same boat? Would I, like, I don't know. Do you do you think it's you think it's playing out too much? Do you think it's kind of gonna get boring eventually? Uh, well, see, it's been five months, if I'm correct, right? Something the, like that. Yeah, five or six months. Yeah, they say that the, is the gap. Uh, I I think that it it seems like it's whining. At at first glance, it seems like it's whiny on Diggle's part. But then the points that Diggle has, like where he says in the episode that Oliver, like he tells Oliver that he's, Oliver's not somebody that trusts anybody. Yeah. And that was the kind of, and he says that's a realization that he makes. And once he realizes that, it, like it all becomes clear to him. So kind of thinking that through, I can understand why Diggle would still be upset. Yeah. You know, and still be, even though like, even though Lila, Lila and everyone else gets it, I can get why. And I feel like some reason, like with guys, like just in general, that betrayal piece is, is huge. Yeah, that was I was just about to say that you took the word right. Out, but like you as I think and I think the same with girls, like I'm not saying it's just, just guys, but I think for guys in particular, it's a big deal. You know, if your friend betrays you, you know, yeah, like if you ever start a podcast with somebody else, Andy, <laughs> yeah. whatever you do, Cody, do not go on any podcast and look up this. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, no. So like I, for guys like that whole trust and betrayal thing is a big deal. I'm only going to give it a couple more episodes before I think it's he's overdoing it before I think it's a little whiny. Like, yeah. 
like I think if this was the like real world, maybe. But it's like a TV show, so like you can't drag that on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't drag that on too much because it then it think it become boring or it could, again quit complaining it's, almost. It's just yeah, it becomes a at least maybe maybe in the real world it could work out like that. For a TV, it seems like it's it's just going to get tiring, and it seems like it's just going to be another. It'll become another like Laurel and Oliver in season one. Yeah, exactly. Kinda like repetitive. Oh, they see each other and they love each other, and then they see each other and they're like, "Oh no, we can't." You know, stuff like that. That that'll get a little, a little boring. So the episode ends though with a flash forward. We've seen plenty of fast flashbacks in there. <laughs> and a first. I like it. And a first. Yeah. The flash forward. Yeah. And it, we see that Oliver is, is with the Flash. Is with the Flash <laughs> in a flash forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. So we see that Oliver is standing in a graveyard. Yeah. Above a grave. And we we don't see whose name is on it, but we see that Barry shows up and he says, sorry, I couldn't make the funeral. Yeah. And then Oliver says that he thought that he could leave the darkness, you know, uh, behind and such. So, Andy, the burning question that we're going to probably have to wait 22 more episodes for <laughs> yeah. to find out is who's under that tombstone? I think, honestly, I, I think it's Felicity. I'm not happy about that. I think everyone, and maybe this is maybe me just going for the bait, like the easy answer, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the scene right before they cut to that flash forward, it's him and Felicity, and like they're like hugging each other or something like romantic, or they're back home, or oh, they're they're moving, they're moving, they're moving back in, yeah, they're unpacking yeah. in the new apartment, and so this really sweet, you know, scene of them two, and then that next scene is you know the flash and, and Green Arrow at the cemetery at that grave like that tombstone and i really do think it's felicity and i think it's because it, it'll bring the biggest it'll shake it up for oliver I, yeah i think it, it'll most. make the most impact in the show and then it'll make the most impact in oliver's life you know like if it's diggle yeah that would suck it would make an impact even if it's thea that will make an impact but the biggest what, impact. What, what you're trying to say is Oliver would suck it up because his whole family's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> he's a little familiar. Yeah. He's familiar with deaths in the family at this point. But uh, but I think with it being Felicity, if it is Felicity, I think that's going to make the biggest uh, impact in the show. Cody, who's your... Who's your uh, who's under the headstone? Yeah. yeah I, who's your pick? I will say that I think that it's Diggle. Okay. And I think it's Diggle because... And I know that I just said I don't want it to play out where Diggle's upset with him the whole season. Yeah. But I think that we'll, we will slowly, throughout the season, kind of see Diggle and Oliver come back to where they're ready. And maybe even, Andy, maybe, this is just me getting a little crazy. Okay. Let's hear it. We saw Lila and Diggle get married last season. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. And Oliver was Diggle's best man. Uh oh. Okay. What happens if in this season, okay, we see Oliver and Felicity get married? Okay. And Diggle is Oliver's best man. Yes. And then somehow, maybe it's at the wedding, or soon after, or maybe, su- or shortly thereafter. Yeah. But then after Diggle, throughout this, from the beginning of the season, hating Oliver, to now at the end of the season, he's ready to be Oliver's best man. Yeah. And then he somehow sacrifices himself for. Oliver. Yeah. That w- I mean the storyline will work like I can connect I think those cool, dots. I think it's a I think it would be a cool arc. I will say that it it probably would shake Oliver up more 
if it was Felicity, but at the same time, I kind of equate Felicity more to being kind of family okay. at this point. Also, Diggle's the first person that Oliver told. Yeah. Like, aside from Oliver, Diggle's the first character that we really start to care about as as viewers. So, yeah. it's definitely going to hit home for Oliver. The reason I don't think it's Felicity is because I think it's too easy of an option. Yeah. And I think that with with if Felicity goes, like, she's too hard of a, a character to kind of replace. Yeah, you can't. It'll be incredibly hard. That's why I don't want it to be Felicity. I think it's a bait. I think I'm going for the easy resp- like answer there, but I think it. Yeah, gosh, it would. Either way, it's gonna suck. Yeah, like, I, I will say that like our our friend Matt Sanders. Yeah, uh, he said that he said that if Felicity dies, then Cisco has to cross over more because Felicity, you know, is too irreplaceable. Yeah, and they and they both kind of bring something similar to their each you know perspective uh, show, and maybe like maybe there will be more crossovers of those side characters to kind of fill that gap, but. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's that was yeah. That's our episode for Heroes and Arrow season four premiere. Uh, Green Arrow is the title of that one. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if you could subscribe, rate, and review our episodes as much as you can, that would be awesome. And if you want to tell us your thoughts for the premiere, hashtag Heroes and Arrow uh, on any social media, and we'll check those out. And you know, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about the premiere. And also, in regards to social media, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and. And go ahead and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash heroes and. Go ahead and also, if you want to just write in some fan mail or go into a long explanation of who you think is in, you know, who died at the end of the episode, uh, go ahead and email us, email us at heroesandpodcasts.com at gmail.com. And so again, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for reviewing and subscribing to the podcast. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, We couldn't do that. We couldn't do this podcast without you guys and your support. So thank you. Um, Other than that, that's our episode. I'm Andy. And I'm Cody. And And we're we're out. out.